Sokaladuma Radio. Our very own Bafana Bafana taking on the host Egypt tomorrow at nine. And in studio with me today, I have David Capel, international editor for Sokaladuma. Dave, big big game tomorrow. How do we stand up to Mo Salah and Trezeguet? Well, for now, we have to see if Mo Salah starts. Um, he also catched the flu. Uh, he didn't train last night. Um, the Egypt camp said it's just a precaution and he will be fit for the game. But you never know. Obviously, it would be a big boost uh, for South Africa if Salah somehow uh, wouldn't be able to play. Um, I do think, though, he will get fit in time. And, yeah, he's going to give some headaches to uh, Stuart Beckter's defence. Talking about Egypt, though, I mean, Dave, have they really been impressive uh, Egypt throughout this tournament? Um, I wouldn't say they have been super impressive. They have done enough. They've won all of their games. Um, they haven't conceded either, you know. Um, so again, another team that plays of a strong defense. Um, Mohamed Salah has scored two goals so far. Um, El Mahdi, the captain, has scored two goals so far. Um, it's a bit, uh, they um, benefited a bit of individual class. Um, also, Treasure Gay, who plays on the other wing, uh, opposite from Salah, has played really well. Um, but as a team, they haven't been as convincing. Then there has been this controversy about um, Vada, you know, the player that was expelled from the squad because uh, of some uh, alleged sexual harassment claims. And then um, his teammates actually stood up for him and uh, he was brought back into he's now available from the knockout stages so he could play tomorrow um so it's not like um the most impressive egypt side we've seen in recent years but um i know you like your stats if you look at the stats i mean they're phenomenal because uh egypt last lost at home in january 2016 that's 24 games ago mm. uh, it's gonna be a massive task for for bafana bafana to upset them wow and uh, now looking at uh, coach uh, Stuart Baxter and uh, our three previous games, the first game against Cote d'Ivoire where we lost uh, 1-0. Then there was also that game against uh, Namibia and also uh, the game we lost uh, against uh, Morocco. Uh, what do you think needs to change in our approach tomorrow night against Egypt? Look, Shane, it's, it's difficult to say. Um, I'm almost tempted to say they shouldn't change. Because the way they have been playing, you know, focusing on defense rather than going all out on attack might be the best approach they can do against Egypt. Um, because Egypt uh, will play in front of 75,000, you know, the longer the game goes into nil-nil, the better it will be for Bafana Bafana because uh, the Egyptian fans will get a bit unsettled, will put some pressure on the, on the home team to perform. Um, so I'd actually go in... With, uh, with a slightly defensive approach like Stuart Baxter has done so far. Obviously, you need to then um, iron out those things like uh, against Morocco. You can't give away a free kick in the 90th minute. You need to focus and uh, be aware at set pieces. You know, you can't give away stupid goals because if Egypt would score early, then um, they could come with a lot of confidence at Bafana Bafana. Well, 
in building up to the Bafana game against Egypt tomorrow, uh, we managed to speak to a one Bafana legend who has been there. Uh, he's played the FIFA Confederations Cup back in 2009. Uh, he's played at the FIFA World Cup for Bafana in 2010. And he's also faced an Egyptian giant in Al Ali in a CAF Champions League uh, while he was still playing for his club, Mamelodi Sundowns, back in 2001. And that is Matthew Booth. Uh, we caught up with him earlier and this was our conversation. Joining us now on the line is a former Bafana Bafana defender, that is Matthew Booth. Matthew, welcome once again on SL Radio. Thank you for having me. Matthew, looking forward to Bafana's next game against Egypt? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, uh, one of the biggest games of our latest uh, history. I think um, everybody is is looking forward to it. Um, And I'm certainly positive about the outcome. Uh, despite uh, quite a bit of negativity obviously leading up to this game but uh, mm. these are the types of games that I feel that we play our best football and the potential to surprise is is always going to be there because I don't feel that we've played our best football over the first three games mm. and you know like you just said uh, despite everything above everything that has happened so far in this tournament bottom line is Bafana in the last 16 what do you make of their progress so far in the tournament <laughs> Um, well, I, I, I'm still waiting. You know, there was a period um, when, when, from when Zungu scored the goal against Namibia yeah. to the final whistle against Namibia, where we played football that I know that we can play, that we're capable of playing. But I failed to see that against Ivory Coast and against Morocco, which is a little bit of a worry. Um, I, I was hoping that that would be that type of play and enthusiasm and energy was going to get carried over into the Morocco game uh, but I think we were a little bit um, content with sitting for a point which obviously was a mistake in hindsight mm. because um, um, he needs to be given a chance surely yeah but many people have been talking about his international experience I mean when you're at this stage does it really matter what do you whether you have those international experience or not well, I think one one just has to look at the performance of uh, Tamim Kize. I think um, I think he's been fantastic uh, for us over the uh, three games. Um, he hasn't been able to get forward as much um, because we haven't really been able to keep hold of the ball yeah. um, long enough. But defensively, and when he has gone forward, he's been very very impressive. And uh, you know, this is his first, obviously his first Afcon, and he's hardly played for for Vafana. So I don't think that should be. Um, uh, something that we should think too much about. Mm. The fact is that he was player player of the season, um, and I I felt that he's deserved. Considering that uh, Zwane and Tao, I don't feel has really um, shown what they're capable of mm. over these three games. I feel that um, Lorch probably should have had at least some form of game time in those three games. Mm. Um, and yeah, now with uh, Zwani unfortunately being uh, suspended, this could open the, the door for Lodge. Um, and, and just from your opinion, Matthew, um, what would you say we haven't been doing right so far in this tournament? Um, you know, our, our biggest asset has been our attacking players. Um, and... And particularly against Ivory Coast, I thought that a couple of our attacking players were a little bit lethargic. They weren't as energetic as you usually see them in the league. Um, but but I don't feel that's that's been the sole problem. I also think that we haven't been uh, been able to generate enough ball 
and keep ball enough to bring them into play as well. So it's kind of a 50-50 situation. Um, although we've chopped and changed in the midfield, I think the midfield's been pretty solid, uh, despite who they've had in there, whether it's Kekana, Furman, or Mohocho or Zungu. I think we've done well there. But I think our, our ball distribution and the choices that we've made going into our attacking players have been uh, poor. Uh, plus the energy hasn't been there. Yeah. And that's why I was a little bit surprised that, you know, he didn't try a uh, launch over those three games. Yeah. And in our last game against Morocco, we didn't even have a sniff at goal, though, at nothing. Does that worry you going into the next match against Egypt? Well, um, yeah, it does. And for the very same reasons, I think, you know, to, to create chances, you need to do exactly what I was concerned about, you know, with regards getting balls into our attacking players and and keeping possession for for longer periods than what we have. Uh, we haven't managed to do that yet. So I don't think it matters who we put up front. I think we've got to be more uh, calculating when it comes to getting the balls out wide and uh, keeping possession in, in midfield once we've done so well to turn it over. Um, and against Egypt, you know, they've got a centre-back who's... Uh, You know, six foot something. Uh, I, I wonder if the likes of Motiba or Feldfake will will actually do will have an impact uh, up there for us. And I'm I'm tempted to think that we need to put in um, you know three or four. Uh, quick mm. um, passing players uh, who are you know, technically gifted and we do have them and and perhaps give Motiba and Felfake a, a, a rest for the moment. Um, I think that uh, four speedy attackers uh, a la Orlando Pirates, Mamelodi Sundowns um, and and try and cause some, some havoc in that uh, Egyptian defense. And it was until that last moment of the game where Morocco scored the winner. But going into tomorrow's game, what do you think will be the difference between who wins it and who loses it? I think uh, energy. Um, I think we need to uh, step up our game in that regard. Um, we've looked a little bit lethargic, especially in attack. Um, so if we can get that right, uh, I think there's no excuse in a game where the stadium is going to be packed to the rafters with 80,000 screaming Egyptians against one of the best teams in the tournament up against one of the best players in the world um, why we won't have enough uh, energy in the game um, and a big factor for us is that we have the experience to cope with that atmosphere um, having Sundowns and, and Pirates players having experienced that on the continent um, for the last number of years I think that will put us in good stead as well Yeah, and uh, if my memory serves me well, you were part of the squad that defeated Egypt 1-0 uh, in 2011 in the AFCON qualifiers. How is it like playing against the Egyptian and what do you think has changed in the way they play the game? I didn't play in that. Uh, my career finished uh, after 2010. After so I didn't Cup, play yeah. in that particular game yeah, after the World Cup. Um, but I did play in 2001 against Al-Akhli in the, in the Champions League final and a similar atmosphere um, and and top players tend to thrive in those conditions and I think that we will do the same tomorrow evening yeah and what do you think uh, coach Stuart Bex needs to do differently uh, going into this to the to the next match uh, do you believe we have something that might come from the bench and make a difference tomorrow yeah I, I think he might he might even uh, change the formation a little bit um, I know he has played a, a three five uh, two before I think he he might very well play that option and my reasoning is uh, that the wing backs and center backs will will do a very good job in uh, in double teaming against 
um, the likes of uh, uh, Trezeguet and uh, Mo Salah. Um, and I think if he plays the two strikers up front, um, perhaps a Tau or a Lodge, and play them very wide and let their centre-backs have it, I think uh, we might be able to suck them into creating a, a few mistakes, you know. And having three in the midfield, I think mm. we'll compete nicely with, with Egypt there and try and deny a bit of supply to Trezeguet and Mo Salah. Um, so I think that, that is one possibility. Um, or he might very well stay with the tried and tested um, and hope that uh, we come to the party. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you, um, uh, our centre-backs, Tulani uh, Sanchoayo and Muslim Kwanazi, I guess they will have to be on the toes uh, tomorrow night uh, coming up against Trezeguet and Mo Salah. Tough job. Yeah, that's right. They're going to be... Um, on their toes, uh, full of energy and more importantly, um, full of talking and communication, you know, to whoever plays uh, either side of them. Um, the reason why um, I, I perhaps suggested a 3-5-2 is to bring in the likes of Taylor yeah. and uh, perhaps uh, Slanty to, to team up in that uh, Mo Salah pocket. And likewise, on the other side, you know, perhaps Tlatswayo uh, and Tamim Kize combo to deal with Trezeguet. Um, perhaps that is, that's his thinking. Uh, perhaps he's not wanting to change the formation at this stage, you know, uh, mm. such an important stage of the tournament. Um, but certainly I'm looking forward to whatever uh, team he, he puts out there. Matt, I guess we'll have to leave it just at that, my brother. Thank you so much uh, for taking your time and speaking to us here on SL Radio. No problem. Always a pleasure. Thanks. Sokala Duma Radio. Matthew Booth telling us a bit there about Bafana Bafana, uh, just like I introduced him earlier. He's seen it all. He's represented Bafana on many occasions at the highest level. And still on the Bafana camp yesterday, coach Stuart Baxter spoke to the media and said a few things about Bafana's performance in their previous game. He also touched base on the game plan against Egypt tomorrow and what is it like dealing with the expectations to achieve. Here is coach Stuart Baxter. We've, we've, we've obviously got to break them down and we've got to move them around and that will go hand in hand with our, with our attacking play. You know, when you make runs, you don't only make runs to get the ball, you make runs to move defenders around and make them lose their balance. So that's one of the things and we'll have to take every transition to opportunity we have when they are spread and stretched and, uh, and get at them if we can do it on transition as well. The group for us was, it was close to being a decent group phase, you know. We, if we hold out for 0-0 zero, zero against Mor Morocco, people say, well, you beat Namibia, you drew with Morocco, and a, and a, a, a one-goal defeat against Ivory Coast. For a country that's not been to, to AFCON for a long, long time, that's maybe not too bad. It's a part of a development programme, but... You know you're not going to you're not going to get that sort of patience because uh, people want to win and that's the name of the game nowadays is the results driven industry and if we don't win and if we don't get a good result against Egypt then we can expect to be voices raised that we we're, we're not good enough Sokala Duma Radio and we also caught up with our journalist and reporter from our sister publication, Lorenz Kohler from Kickoff Magazine. And this was our conversation. We've, we've, we've obviously now joining us on the line is Lorenz Kohler uh, from Egypt. He is working for our sister magazine, that is Kickoff Magazine. Lorenz, welcome to Sokoladuma Radio once again, man. Thank you, Shane. It's good to be back. Man, how is the weather that side? Are you coping? 
I, I, I'm sitting under air conditioning now, so it's fine. But every day has been relentless. Between 35 to 40 wow. in the evenings, it's about 28. <laughs> but it's, um, the, 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 it's, the sun comes up at about 4.35 o'clock and it goes down at about 7. And the city literally never sleeps. There's people outside all day, every day. And they love and breathe football. Like my friend, I went to a cafe the other day mm. at 3 in the morning. And there were people sitting on the street playing FIFA. Wow. On the pavements, playing FIFA at the cafe's seizure. So it's a definitely, it's an it's amazing place to be. Wow, wow, man. But uh, the most, the game that we are looking forward to is, of course, against the host, Egypt, featuring our very own Bafana Bafana. What, I don't know how to put this question, but... When you look at Bafana Bafana, I believe you've been to their camps. What have you seen so far from yeah. the boys and the coach? I think right now, like as speaking right now, the mood hasn't been better since being here. Mm. They, they, it feels like, like there's pressure lifted off their shoulders. Mm. They've got nothing to lose. And I think they're going to play the national game against Egypt. Mm. Um, the coach even looks brighter. The coach is more excited. Everybody knows this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to play Egypt at the Cairo International Stadium in front of 75,000 fans. So the mood's never been better, and I feel that they're going to make the country proud tomorrow. Yeah, and um, I hear there hasn't been any injuries that has been reported uh, uh, besides the Tembazwane suspension. Uh, are there any unexpected uh, news yeah. that we can, uh, maybe the people can look forward to? Look, um, Baxter has been quite, uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't said much about his team selection. All he said is that Timbers out um, and that he, they, they're going to they're gonna play a more open game of football. Mm. They know Egypt's going to come at him. Mm. So he, all he said is that he's going to be looking to, to, to exploit some of that spaces. And if you read between the lines, I think he's going he's gonna to bring more pace into the lineup. Mm. And if that means Lorch is going to come in, maybe for maybe have a, have a crack at Egypt, maybe not from the starting eleven. I think he, he he might get some minutes against Egypt as a wild card option. Wow! And I I saw on one of our SLTV uh, clips uh, where you were speaking with him, uh, yeah. Timmy Uh How how is he? And yeah. um, what did he, what does he make of this situation where he hasn't even played a single game uh, this entire Afghan tournament so far? Look, he he's a very shy guy, soft spoken. So we really had to, you know, warm him up to the journalists. Mm. He looks like he's not used to media presence. But Lord, he's, look, he's a humble guy. Mm. He's just grateful to be here. Mm. He's grateful for the experience. He's grateful to be part of the 23-man squad. And we need to put things into context. Two years ago, he was still playing at Chippa United. Yeah. Nobody, hardly nobody knew him at PSL level. Now he's a PSL footballer of the season and he's not taking it for granted. Mm. He's not expecting to be in the starting lineup. While he doesn't understand why he's not in the starting lineup, he's okay with it because he understands that the people that he's with here right now, he's learning from. Mm. He's, still, he's still new to the national team. So he's taking it into his side. He's enjoying his time in Egypt. He's enjoying learning from Zungu, learning from Serrero. And he says, if his chance comes, his chance comes. If it doesn't come, it doesn't come. Mm. So he's just he's, he's remaining humble and he's understanding of the situation of that. You are not, you're not, how can I say, you're not guaranteed a spot. You just need to work hard and wait your time. Mm. There's been a lot of uh, talk in the media where Coach Baxter, is, uh, there's been quotes, uh, Coach Baxter talking about this, Temigos Lodge, but has there had anything uh, where Coach Baxter commented about uh, Temigos Lodge? 
No, not really. He just said he just said that the players that he selected is the players that he needed to 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 fulfill his tactical requirements. And if he wants to play a more expensive football, which Lodge is part of, which Lodge can bring, then obviously Lodge will play. But right now, he said what he says it's a tournament football, and you're not going to win a tournament by by being open. You're going to get punished by these quality sides. So if if he needs to to open up the game, then then then. Lodge will be an option. I think we guess we'll be talking on Monday uh, after the game. Shane, Shane, I, I need to add something here. Yeah, of course. <laughs> as much as the criticism the fans of Bafana Bafana is receiving, I can guarantee you, even though Egypt won three games, scored five goals, conceded no goals, mm. the criticism of their national team is much higher right now. And many of them even doubt that, Bafana, Bafana, that they can beat Bafana Bafana. There is like a really... Really, a sense of a sense of worry about about this Bafana Bafana game, mm. even though we, on the other hand, are criticizing our own national team. But so it's gonna make for compelling viewing. Mm. Seventy-five thousand versus ten fans on Saturday. Mm. So mm. honestly, Egypt's not as confident as people might think they are playing Bafana Bafana, and I think we should just rally behind the boys. Wow, Lorizi, uh, that should be that, my brother. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thank you so much, change. And that was Lorenz Kohler. He is our journalist and reporter for Kickoff Magazine. And we have come to the end of our show today. From myself and my producer, Simon Strela, I think we should be signing off. I am Shade Matsoyani. Goodbye. Sokala Duma Radio. 